You're locked into the Despirito Team Real Estate Show with host and top realtor Emilio Despirito on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. We're talking with industry leaders about real estate trends, money making tips, and advice on buying and selling the American dream. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hi, thanks for joining us today. I'm Emilio Despirito, and I'll be your host for the next hour. We're talking my favorite subject, and that's real estate, buying, selling, holding, investing, all sorts of wonderful things you can do with assets, right? And I love, love talking about assets because real estate is literally one of the best ways to collect, create, and maintain wealth in this wonderful country we have here. And there's people all over the world that want to get involved in the American dream. And we're so excited to help them and help you to leverage all of that and the unlimited potential that it can bring. Weekly, we're providing you with information from guests all over the globe, which come on our show and talk about their different, um, you know, their different takes on the real estate market. We've had book authors, economists, uh, you know, local people as well, banks, attorneys, uh, whatever it is, we always have someone on the show that's always able to give us some fantastic insights. So we're pleased to have you here. I want to let you know too that I'm a local resource for you, and even if it's not real estate that you need help with, if you need a great financial advisor or a good personal banker or whatever it is, go ahead, tap into my network of local top end professionals. I deal with hundreds of professionals all the time, refer them out, and I'm only going to recommend people and services that knock the ball out of the park. You can reach me anytime, 401-217-2333. Again, 401-217-2333. And uh, my real estate team and I, we cover Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut, but we can refer and recommend you out to all of the other states throughout the United States. So anywhere you could be moving or selling property, we're going to connect you with top-end realtors anywhere in the country through our vast network. So appreciate having you on here. We've got an awesome show. I can't wait to uh, interview some of our guests. We, we brought, by popular demand, we're bringing back on Peter George with uh, Peter George Public Speaking. You know, he's fantastic. And you may say, what does it have to do with real estate? It has a lot to do with real estate because presentation is involved with everything down to dating, okay? We, we are, you're always presenting, you're always selling, no matter what we do, a simple conversation in literally any given circumstance is almost like a sale, right? So uh, Peter's going to go ahead and, and, and help us out with some, some great tips there. We've got some other guests as well, which I'll be excited to announce as the show goes on. So um, a topic that I think is super important to talk about and is, has been neglected in the real estate scene for so long during this hot, hot seller's market is the, let's talk about the homes that aren't selling in the seller's market. Now we all know somebody who has that house that's been listed for, you know, three months, six months, nine months, and they just can't get a pulse on why their home isn't selling. It could be a variety of things. It doesn't even necessarily have to be that the home is overpriced or that the, the home needs too much work. It could just be a, a few other things. And I want to get down and dig down with you right now and talk about what the four reasons are uh, why a home, you know, might not be selling. And they're really simple, guys. And I want you to know, as a real estate agent in Southern New England, I started my career eight years ago as a young 27-year-old guy 
in a predominantly, you know, female dominated, dominated business. Um, and, 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 you know, and it, it's, who wants to do business with a 27 year old realtor who doesn't own a home at that time, you know, and it was tough. It was really tough. And I don't blame homeowners for that. So I had to think outside of the box and I had to really do things a little different. And, uh, and, and what that was, was first and foremost, my car was a mess, right? I had to park down the road and I was going and knocking on doors of homes that were previously listed with other agents and didn't sell. And what I could bring to the table, I'm now 35 years old, right? Been in the business, been very, very successful in real estate for a while now. But what I can, what I could bring to the table back then was technology. I knew the technology, whereas my counterparts, they, they did not. They weren't as well-versed in social media or blogging and, and social media was brand new at the time, right? So. So anyway, so I would go knock on these doors of these homes that didn't sell. And it was just, it was an all new marketing approach that these people needed. And I was a hundred percent successful in doing that. So really, you know, as a young, hungry professional that went out there and, and I had, I had to, to, to eat, right. I had to figure out how to sell these homes. So that's how my business started. And that's a specialty that my team and I handle um, very, very well. So long story short, with all of that, we have the tools, the systems, and the experience to sell homes that other people can't sell. I'm talking about houses that were listed with three other agents, six months, nine months, a year, two years, in the worst of markets that we are able to sell in under 30 days at or above list price in some cases, or right around list price. So let's talk about that. How did we do that, right? First, we need to diagnose the situation, okay? And we walk into a house and we look at it and, and, and there's, there's literally four things that would stop a home from selling. Number one would be terms of the market, right? What are the terms of the market? Meaning, are buyers able to get financing right now? The answer right now in 2020 is yes. There are several buyers out there that are able to get financing. Even with COVID, you would be absolutely shocked how many people are able to take advantage of all the wonderful different mortgage programs out there. You know, and uh, literally anything under 600,000 here in this state is pretty much flying. And anything under a million and in and, and other towns, especially Barrington right now, Narragansett, you know, towns like that are, are doing really, really well. So with that said, terms, are the terms good? Can people get financing? Yes, absolutely. So we know that one's out of the question. I mean, it, meaning it shouldn't be an impact. Number two, location. Obviously, location plays a big role with real estate. Are you the largest house in your neighborhood? Okay, and are your neighbor's homes half of the size and are they pulling your value down or are you a smaller home or a comparable home in a neighborhood? Where is your location? Is it easy to get to from the highway or is it out in the woods? Different types of buyers, okay, different types of markets. There's several things that go into location that buyers like or dislike and you need to make sure that you're targeting the appropriate buyer for that and it could be something as simple as that. Okay. The other thing is going to be price. This is probably one of the most important things. And I got to tell you, when people are living in a home, it's really easy to get caught up. And I've been caught up before personally selling my personal homes. Like 
hey, you know what? I really want this price. And then I had to really stop and think for a second. And I gave myself and followed the advice that I give my clients. Okay. So when you're pricing a home, there's a lot that goes into it. Not only the past sales for comps, but any real estate agent worth their weight in gold is going to understand and know they need to look at pendings. They need to look at where the market's going and it's going up right now because of the lack of inventory. Oh, by the way, get this. There's literally only about 1,350 single family homes in the market in all of Rhode Island. This is normally four to 5,000 homes. So attention, anyone that is looking to sell right now, I need your attention. You are going up against literally no one, no competition. There's hardly any homes out there. There's 2,400 pending single family homes. Check that out. There's a thousand more pending homes than there are active. There are so many buyers out there. Call me when you have a home to sell. I'm going to get you top dollar. That's not a pitch. Google the Spirito team. You're going to see what our clients are saying. Call me 401 217 2333. Again, 401 217 2333. Now, let me get back to pricing. When you're pricing a property, okay, we need to see where the market's going, what the competition, if any, is, and then also what your home may need as far as work to get your home the price that you deserve. There's a lot that goes into it. I'm going to put together a full, um, the full report for you, comprehensive. This report's at no charge, obviously, because I'm working to get your business. And if you're just kind of testing, feeling the market out, or if you need to sell to buy or you need to relocate, I'll help you in all those areas, guys, okay? 401-217-2333. I'll get you that free report on your home value and a whole guide on how to prepare your home uh, for sale, okay? Go ahead, leave me a message there. Now, the last thing is gonna be marketing. And I gotta tell you, this is where I'm seeing most people drop the ball. You got a lot of realtors out there, a lot of agents out there that are now saying, hey, you know what? It's a seller's market. I don't need to spend money because homes are just selling. And while they're somewhat right, they're more wrong, okay? And this is not every realtor. There's, let me tell you something. There's a lot of quality agents out there. If it's not my team and I, I'm telling you, there's several handfuls of quality agents, but there's 6,000 agents in Rhode Island, right? So make sure you get somebody that knows what they're doing. But anyways, so marketing is super important. No matter what, we haven't stopped doing the videos, the professional photos, the 3D walkthrough tours, absolutely huge during this pandemic time, makes people feel comfortable without having to go into houses if they want a tour. And there's one other thing too, a lot of people relocating to Rhode Island right now from the Midwest, from New York, from other uh, places that they don't wanna be anymore. They wanna come to Rhode Island right? So we need to get those people in. So marketing is 100% essential. Social media, you know, all the different consumer websites, crisp photos, great professional signage, an inside sales team. You need all of this stuff, experienced real estate agents, a staged home, all of this stuff that your realtor should be assisting you with, all important. Those are the four reasons why a home would not sell okay there's probably a couple other smaller reasons but it all falls under terms oh i forgot condition i went through this whole thing there's five condition of the house but that would fall under price i would guess okay so anyways look 
There's no simple one solution for every home. It's a customized thing. And this is why there's a need for real estate agents and contractors and everybody else that's going to help you through the process. Give me a call. I'll help you cut through all of that mess. We'll get you going. We'll get you top dollar. 401-217-2333. My name is Emilio Despirito. You're locked into the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920, 1047 FM, and streaming on iHeartRadio, WHJJ. We'll be right back with you in a few. This segment is brought to you by Matt Bates from Movement Mortgage, NMLS number 844154. Movement Mortgage supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Hey, thanks for joining us. I'm Emilio Despirito, and this is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show, your show all about buying, selling, holding, investing, living that American dream, and fighting for your right to collect and maintain wealth. That's what that's what's up. That's what we're all about. We've got on some top dogs on with us today. We've got Attorney Ted Tapuza specializing specifically in real estate with offices here in Rhode Island and Florida, licensed in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida as well. And we've got Matt Bates with Movement Mortgage, heavy hitting Matt Bates. He's out here crushing the mortgage market in Southern New England and Movement Mortgage is licensed in all 50 states. Big time uh, bank and uh, big time attorney here with us. Blessed to be on the line with both of you gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Listen, with uh, with the potential scare of the pandemic, uh, you know, look, numbers are are up. People are saying more 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 tests, this and that. And, and I'm entirely sick of talking about this, but there's a lot of things that have changed in real estate, and it's important that our listeners know. And one of the things is is you know signing at closings, power of attorney, right? Um, situations yeah. where people are purchasing homes sight unseen. They're going off of all the digital media assets and purchasing homes. We've got a slew of buyers coming out of the Midwest, uh, California, New York, all these places. They want to move to Rhode Island, Ted, in uh, that. You know, what does that look like? How do you elect? That? Who do you choose to be your power of attorney? What the hell is power of attorney? How does it all work, Ted? Yeah, no problem. Um, it's uh, it, It's it's actually a useful, uh, th you know, thing that you can use, you know, in, um, both in, in selling a property and also in purchasing a property uh, without having to physically be at the closing, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, you can, you can appoint somebody uh, and that's basically what it is. It's a, a power, um, power of attorney is really where, where the, uh, the, the individual who would be the buyer or be the seller would be appointing someone um, to uh, stand in their shoes uh, and and sign documents on their behalf um, at a closing, uh, you know, if you couldn't make it for some reason or another. And definitely relevant now, uh, more so, I think, like you say, Emilio, uh, more so now in um, with all this COVID and the closures and people being afraid to to travel, um, you know, than than ever before. Um, we, we we're doing a lot of um, uh, power power of attorney you know, signings sure. and, and, um, you know, and we are offering that, you know, uh, you know, as, as, uh, as regularly as possible. Um, you know, there's, there's a, there's a couple of things. So, so, um, you, you know, when you're, when you're dealing with a sale of a property, 
you know, it's it's different than when you're dealing with a, a purchase. And, uh, you know, when you're dealing with a sale, uh, you, know, you know, as long as we know that, that uh, um, the, uh, and the, the really the key thing is with all the underwriters, um, as long as we know that that individual is still, you know, coherent and knows what they're doing, you know, um, you know, knows that they're selling a property, um, then, then what the underwriters will typically want is they, they want the uh, power of attorney to be signed um, and the deed to be signed by the principal, you know, to the whoever they, 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 they choose to appoint. Sometimes you get a situation where um, a, uh, a power of attorney has been in existence and, um, and somebody says, oh, you know, it's inconvenient for the, uh, uh, the buyer, a seller rather, to show up to a closing. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, let's just use the power of attorney. Well, it's not just as simple as that. You, you, first of all, in order to, to do that, we need to have underwriter approval to review, to, to review the power of attorney and make sure that it says what it needs to say. And, and then um, uh, and we'd have to get the original to record in the public records. Um, so in certain circumstances, um, and in those circumstances, you want to send, if they're, if they're coherent, you want to send the power of attorney to the person have it signed for closing because it has to be specific. Um, it gets sent back with the deed, and then the attorney, in fact, the person that's been appointed, sign you know any other documents um, for that sale. On a on a, uh, did you have a question? Uh, well, I I do actually. Uh, one for Matt. Matt, do you, is it so? Um, so with what Ted was saying, it seems like it's more common for a seller to be a power of attorney, but you can as a, as someone obtaining a mortgage can't they elect somebody for power of attorney if they're if they're going in and purchasing a home out of state yeah they can uh it's getting more and more common um yeah. now i i would recommend that if a power of attorney is uh gonna happen that uh they get it done as soon as possible in the process uh, most of all of the documents that a buyer would see at the closing table they've seen before in the process and it's just the act the final the final package that they're signing off on and adjusting so with us uh, a lot of the documents are signed electronically especially our closing package half of it it used to be our, everything was signed with a pen at the closing but since times have been changing and uh, the guidelines have, have been changed to allow for electronic signature the majority yeah. of our package gets signed electronically and then there's only a very short stack of papers that need to be signed with a pen that need to be recorded with the town. So it's it's it, the buyers can still see all of the stuff that they need to in order to feel comfortable with closing electronically. And then the official ones can be signed off by the attorney, but because of Ted's logistics there has to be sent back, has to be notarized, has to be approved. You know, you, you wanna, you wanna take, take, it takes a better part of the week, you know, to do it properly and without stress. So, you know, allow for that time frame to happen I mean, we can overnight things and speed it up and go, but it's not something that we yeah. like to do every time, you know? No. You know, you try, if you know you're not going to be able to make the closing, make that decision like earlier in the process of uh, buying, if not right away, and it'll make the whole transaction a lot easier um, coming down to it. And it will be less things that get missed because of it. And we do need to have it signed off on by our legal team. So um, that's something that you have to prepare for as well. Awesome. Yeah, that's really good advice, Emilio. That's some great advice. You summed it up perfectly, Matt. Um, you know, the other, you know, so the uh, usually on a purchase, you can do it. It's not a problem, like Matt said. You know, either on a, uh, you know, uh, mainly on a, um, on a per, on a purchase that's financed. 
you want to um, have a, it has to be a specific form, it has to say certain things pertaining to the, uh, uh, the actual transaction, like the property address, the, uh, the, the, the sellers, you know, identify the parties, buyers, um, and uh, then usually also, um, you know, it has to be specific as to the loan amount, um, the closing date, and, uh, and how long that power of attorney is going to be, um, you know, allowed for, you know, mm -hmm. is it for, you know, 30 days, 60 days, whatever the time frame is. But yeah, like Matt said, Matt, that was great advice. You don't want to just spring it on everybody last minute and say, hey, you know, we need this because it's something that would need to get signed ahead of time, signed and notarized um, and returned because it has to get recorded in the public records. It's got to be also, you know, go through that review process. So it's, it, you know, figure that out ahead of time if you, if you know, and if not, then, you know, as soon as the issue comes up, then you want to bring it to the people, you know, everyone's attached the closing agent, you know, to the lender, to Matt. Yeah. You know, it we, helps the process. We see this happen all the time where people are so last minute. And you know what, in a state like Rhode Island, where it may not have been as common, specifically the electronic, you know, closings and whatnot, guys, um, there's a lot of confusion with that, even between industry professionals. So, Appreciate you enlightening, you know, uh, us on that. And and people are going to have some more questions for you. And if anybody's listening, if you have questions, we'll connect you with the pros. 401-217-2333. 401-217-2333. Ted Tapuzis with Tapuzis and Associates. Again, licensed in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida with offices here in Rhode Island and Florida. And um, Matt Bates with Movement Mortgage. This is the Desperado Team Real Estate Show. I'm Emilio Desperado, licensed real estate agent here. And we are covering Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut and referring you out to all 50 states. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here talking about the American dream and how to leverage real estate for all of your benefits. We'll be right back here on News Radio 920, 1047 FM, streaming on WHJJ iHeartRadio. This segment is brought to you by Matt Bates for Movement Mortgage, NMLS number 844154. Movement Mortgage supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Hey, thanks for joining us. I'm Emilio Desperado. This is the Desperado Team Real Estate Show, your show all about leveraging the American dream, creating, maintaining, and building wealth for long term. And on the line with us, in the Zoom call with us, we've got the virtual studio. We've got Matt Bates with Movement Mortgage. Now, Matt is one of my favorite lenders because not only does this guy pick up the phone before it even rings in most cases, <laughs> He's super knowledgeable, super personable, and handsome as hell. What's up, Matt? How are we doing? What's going on? How are you today? Good, man. Good. Thanks for joining us. Man, real estate has changed so much over the years. I started in real estate back in 2012, right around when you started. And Matt, I mean, it's just like technology is, is changing things, making things more efficient, more you know, easier for people. And you know, all of these recent changes with, uh, you know, due to COVID and everything else has really catapulted our industries uh, quite along and I think has made things easier for everybody in so many different ways. Uh, we're talking about appraisal waivers today. People may say appraisal, huh? What is, what is an appraisal waiver? First off, well, it's, it's a, it, well, so with mortgages, 
you have to base the loan based off of the evaluation of a, the collateral, which, and what that means is that we put a lien against the house. The yeah. And you, you said, we're going to give you a loan. You're going to pay us back. And if you don't pay us back, then we foreclose, we take the house and sell the house somewhere, you know, to somebody else. Um, and, you know, we obviously don't want to do that. We just want to make sure that you put you in good loans so that you can pay it back in time and, and everything's on the up and up. But we do have to protect that 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 interest, which is is the the, the property itself. So most lend, uh, lenders on most loans send the appraiser in to do an evaluation as far as condition and market value. Mostly the market value, that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. So Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, which are the two convention, the powerhouse conventional um, uh, mortgage, uh, private mortgage companies that write all of our guidelines that we follow, they have a database online that pertains to that, uh, everybody's address. And when you throw the address into the computer system and it depends on the type of loan that you're trying to apply for, you could get an appraisal waiver or a desktop review Meaning they just have to take the internal data that they have on instead of it actually going to the house. Uh, it helps out one with turn times. We don't have to send the appraiser out for a specific appointment. So um, they, you know, they can do it all from their office so they can get it back to us quicker. It's, yep. cheaper, it's cheaper, so it helps on cost. And then sometimes depending on like, say if the house is worth $300,000 and the customer's only taking out a $200,000 loan and they want to maintain 100% equity in that property, Fannie Mae is looking at it and Freddie Mac is looking at it like they're going to give a waiver. They're not, they don't care that, that there's not an internal inspection of the house. The it's, risk is low. The, the risk, risk is low, low exactly. for the market to fall. Exactly. Like so, that. So a lot of times clients can get these appraisal waivers when they refinance. So they can, it, I know someone that bought 5% down um, uh, a couple of years ago. And since then, Fannie, it, I pulled their credit and ran it through the system and to do a refinance. And now the they gave me an appraisal waiver for them to be able to avoid PMI without having to go to the property and do the appraisal at all. So that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a big, it's a big deal. It saves, you know, sometimes if you with, with, the, with the risk of refinancing is the appraisal, you know, you it, it is setting the uh, appraiser out to the property, it, the value not coming in and therefore the refinance isn't as, uh, uh, as isn't as uh, uh, beneficial as it was when you first started the process. So that, 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 that process of having to get an appraisal, you know, if you take that out of there, it's an even easier loan to close. It's more guaranteed. We don't have to have that, that, that process of, you know, getting an appraiser's opinion of the value, and we can we can get the same deal done. Um, they've obviously become more popular now because of COVID too. Yeah. You know, they don't want to send the appraiser in every single time to avoid exposure. So that's another. Matt, I thought that was super valuable what you said as well for the people. And so a lot of people are looking to refinance when specifically they're trying to get out of their PMI, their their mortgage insurance, and it may not even make sense for them to refinance if they can just get rid of their mortgage insurance. So let's just say if they purchased a property with anything under 20% down in the recent past, like, yeah, of course they can get refi, but they can get rid of the, the 150, 250, 350, whatever that cost is 
as long as they have enough equity in the property. So if they put work into the property or if the market has jumped up like this, just say if they put, you know, 15% down and the market jumped up 7% in their area, they can actually get out of paying PMI, save that money, continue with their current fixed rate mortgage. And uh, we don't have enough time, obviously, to tell you how to do that here on the show. But if you need any information on that, give us a call, 401-217-2333. That may make sense for you, or it may make sense for you refinance. Matt's going to walk you through that whole thing. And if you're not in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Matt can refer you out to somebody else in Movement Mortgage across the country who could help you out with that. And they're going to they're gonna take care of you. I so, also want to... I also want to make a note that when you go to apply for a refinance, you don't have to close. It's just an educational or informational re re mortgage review. So if it doesn't make sense, or if we're not getting appraisal waivers, or if we're not saving enough money, you just keep you should keep you just keep paying your normal mortgage. You know, there's no there's no downside to doing an, a mortgage review. And, and in fact, you know, for for the majority of of my customers, they should be looking at a mortgage review once a year. Just to see, like, okay, what you know, what's out there? What new products yeah. are there? Is there anything that's going to help me? Can I save the money? I mean, you know, people look at it like, oh, I don't want to do another thirty-year mortgage. Like, you're like, if you're taking out a thirty-year loan, there's always going to be a reason to refinance later down the road. So, like, you know, you don't get past the whole thirty years because you know, you, more often than not, you'll sell the house and move into another one by the time thirty years something goes. So, very rarely do you stick into these houses. But in the meantime, you're going to be paying these mortgage payments and these payments. And, you know, why pay higher interest or mortgage insurance? You know, we can, when you can get that down after, you know, the, the, the mortgage climate changes and, and, and then you, re, you use that money and reallocate it towards other debt. You know, what, you know, there's no reason to hang on to a payment like that. Yeah. Um, it's just smart financing. And, uh, you know, as lenders, you can't, we can't close just to close you, you have to come out cleaner than you, when you went in, it's called a tangible net benefit. So, you know, wow. for those people that are a little, you know, iffy about it, I, I just want to reassure them that, you know, you, you applying and taking a look and seeing what's going on and seeing if we can save you money. It's not a bad thing. You know, you can't get, you can't get hurt doing that. Uh, if anything, we can help make it better. And, uh, you know, I really, I really, you know, try to let everybody know this is the time to do it. Rates are phenomenal right now. They're in the, the high twos, low threes, depending on FICO score. I mean, it's kind of unheard of times, you know. Um, twos. <laughs> yeah. Another another topic I wanted to bring up today was um, self-employed borrowers. Uh, you know, if you if you if you have a goal of refinancing or purchasing a new house within the next uh, you know year or so, uh, due to COVID, the guidelines are going to be very strict about needing to have. P&Ls, profit and loss statements that are going through year to date. So if you're a business owner, I mean, you know, it's my recommendation if you're a business owner to always maintain an active P&L. Um, that's just good organization and knowing if you're on track or if you're lagging behind and whatnot. So, you know, regardless if you're in the mortgage application process, always have a P&L running and are not far from an updated one, maybe like every quarter or something like that. So that way, you know, you're keeping track. It also allows you to follow your tax returns a lot easier because you have all your numbers in line uh, right up until the end of the year. So, but be prepared for the mortgage underwriting department to request P&Ls um, uh, as far as a, a condition to close and uh, make sure you're just aware of that. 
you know, just, just be prepared for it. If they don't ask, then great. You didn't, act, they didn't ask for it, you know, but at least you were ready for it and uh, you, you weren't surprised by it. Sometimes they can cost money if you have your accountant do it because they're going to charge you some hourly, uh, you know, labor charges to be able to uh, keep that up. So, uh, you know, also be prepared for that. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a little off on the PL and you're not sure if you're going to qualify or if it's going to fly, you should work with a company like Movement Mortgage that does upfront underwriting. We'll take a look and, and, and act as if you are under contract in the house and the money's on the line and yeah. let you know whether or not it's going to be a closable loan or not before you actually throw down money for a deposit or spend money on home inspection or put money on an appraisal. Like We want to really make sure that you can close if you're going to start spending some cash to buy a house. So utilize the upfront underwriting, you know, it gets a tool for buyers to, to use, especially the self-employed ones, just to make sure that everything's on the up and up and that way you're not spinning the wheels or going in reverse because that's not fun. Good um, point. Yeah. So that was, uh, that, was a, that was that was a big thing for me to touch base because a lot of people are coming through that are self-employed. Um, and uh, if you have everything in order before you do that upfront underwriting, it allows us to be able to close a lot quicker and faster and smoother uh, oh, and maintain our, uh, you know, we like to pride ourselves on movement mortgage moves pretty fast. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it's just part of the, part of the overall scope of applying and, and uh, making sure that we're getting things done on uh, a timely manner. Absolutely. Matt Bates with movement mortgage. You can also visit his website at rimortgageguy.com. Again, rimortgageguy.com. You can literally get pre-approved right over the internet. Fill out his application. You know, Matt's the man. We use him all the time, recommend him. Our clients uh, praise him. And we wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking with him if they didn't, of course, right? So Matthew Bates, Movement Mortgage. Thanks for being here with us, brother. And uh, guys, stay tuned. We're going to be right back here on the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. We've got a special guest, Peter George coming on talking about how to start a presentation. Look, everything's a presentation. Even going on a date is a presentation. Everything's a sale, right? So even presenting a real estate offer is a sale. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here on News Radio 920-1047 FM streaming on WHJJ iHeartRadio app. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Hey, thanks for joining us. I'm Emilio Despirito. This is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show, where we're talking about leveraging the American dream. Now, part of leveraging the American dream is understanding how to talk, communicate, and to sell. It's absolutely important in every single facet of our lives. And we have on top public speaking coach. Peter George. And uh, Peter George, we appreciate you being here with us today. And we're talking about how to start a presentation and what not to do, right? So Peter, how do you start a presentation? What should we not do? First thing to understand is the importance of opening a presentation. It's where you grab hold of people. Now, the conclusion might be the single most important of a, part of a presentation, and this doesn't matter if you're on stage or in a business meeting or anywhere, but without grabbing their attention at the beginning, nothing else matters. So a few things people do that are perfectly average are say things like, well, it's a pleasure to be here, or I wanna thank Bob for having me, or ABC company for bringing me in, whatever it might be. It's very polite 
it's very average and it doesn't grab anybody. Mm-hmm. That'll keep them on their phones waiting for you to begin. The better thing to do is start from the moment you open your mouth to grab their attention. Mm-hmm. Best way to do that, story. Tell a story. We are all hardwired to like stories. Think of the books, movies, articles, all the things we're involved in that are story-based. It's the human condition. Mm-hmm. So start with a story. Grab them immediately. Get them involved. Just make sure that that story is pertinent to your point. Do that. You have them like that. It's amazing. I agree. And what do we not do, though? What are you supposed to not do? Well, again, no, you don't go in and thank people at the beginning or say, you know, oh, here are some great ones. Uh, I'm not very good at this, which just means you are going to be bored to tears for the oh. next half hour. Or I didn't rehearse. Yeah. Which means... Uh, I didn't respect enough of your time. You oh. took time to be here for listen to me, but I didn't respect enough of your time to rehearse and make sure this was good. Yeah. Things like that you don't want to say, or I had handouts for you, but they're back in my printer. <laughs> well, there's That's nothing like, you can man, do about that. So why bring it up? I left your birthday card on my table. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I meant to buy you a gift, but it's still at the store. It, it, those things don't matter. And again, they're perfectly average. And you see people do it all the time. You go, well, that's just polite. Well, it might be polite. It's not compelling. Mm. And your job as a presenter is to be compelling. So if you start with that story, you grab their attention or have a question for them. Think, let's come up with an example. Let's say you're talking about websites. Mm-hmm. And websites that actually get people involved in the story on the website and how it's going to help them, whatever it might be. And you start off the presentation with, how often have you gone to a website and been completely underwhelmed or didn't know how to navigate it or whatever that question may be? That gets people in tune with you. That's true. That's true. So start with that question. Get them involved. There's all different ways to get them thinking about what you're saying. Another is a startling statistic. Shock value has its benefits. So what could you say that gets them to stand right up or sit right up and listen to you? Mm -hmm. Starting that way gets them. All these things get them to connect with you from the moment you start speaking. And if you continue to present well and have your presentation well thought out, it will keep them involved all the way through to that all-important conclusion. I love this. One of the things a lot of people will do, though, and it's it's human nature, it's nerves, it's their brain trying to protect them. They'll be all set and they go, this is my opening. I'm going to tell this story. It's pertinent. It makes my point. It gets people involved. I've tested it on friends and some coworkers. It's fantastic. And when you go to open up, your brain will tell you, no, do this instead. And we second guess ourselves and we do a different opening that flops. Go with what you've prepared and practiced. It makes a difference. And that's what will bring people in. And I've repeated that about bringing them in, but that's so important. You've got to get them away from their phones or if not their phones, thinking about what they're going to do when they get back to their office or when they go home tonight or that bill that they haven't paid or whatever's on their mind. Mm -hmm. You've got to make sure that you can take them away from that. 
and it's getting increasingly increasingly difficult. I think they I think we see what seven five to seven thousand advertisements a day. Oh yeah, it's just going to increase. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, how do you cut through all that noise? I think communicating like clearly and really grabbing attention is great. It's something that you know. I, I always want to work on and polish up. And I love your segments because I always take something away from it. And you're going to see, well, go ahead. I was going to say, well, thank you for that. You're welcome. One of the things to your point, Emilio, about all the messages we receive, receive up to 10,000 a day. And again, mm -hmm. this is going to be more, is that we say, well, people don't have an attention span. It's not necessarily true. Think about people who are binging. You talk to them, they say, I never saw Game of Thrones. I sat down with my wife this weekend and for two and a half days, we watched every episode of Game of Thrones. When yeah. things matter to us, when we get engaged, we pay attention. Yeah, we binge. Good. I wonder if somebody's binging on this episode right now. I hope so. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Thank you. So awesome stuff. So PeterGeorgePublicSpeaking.com. And uh, you can go ahead and connect with him as well. We'll, we'll put you through to him, 401-217-2333. Again, 401-217-2333. Peter, great seeing you always. We love your advice and appreciate you being here on the Spirit of Team Real Estate Show. Always a pleasure to be here. Thank you, sir. Hey, on the line with us, we got Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com, our favorite blogger here in Rhode Island, telling us about the top best events here in Rhode Island. Jen, we've got some five fantastic events that people should check out in Rhode Island, and we're so happy to have you here. riblogger.com, what's up? So I'm really excited about this first one. Um, one of my favorite weekends in Rhode Island is the Blessing of the Fleet which has been canceled this year, the road race, because of what's going on. But you have the opportunity to do it virtually, which I think is a great opportunity for a lot of people who would be scared to actually do this. It's like the year you can try it, and then um, next year you can actually come out and do it in person. So you have the chance um, to run, run or walk 10 miles between January 25th and August 1st, mm -hmm. and it's $40, and all proceeds benefit um, local community events and organizations. So it's a great cause to support, but it's also a unique opportunity to actually try doing the 10 miles on your own without the pressure of like the massive group, even though it's a lot of fun that way. Yeah. Um, and the race, it includes the cost. You get a t-shirt, a race t-shirt saying you did it. So um, you can go anywhere in Rhode Island and find 10 beautiful miles and then you submit your time up onto the website. So that's the blessing of the fleet this year. looks a little different, but still a great race to run or walk, whatever you prefer. Um, Friday, July 24th, you can enjoy live social distancing comedy at Trinity Brew House, um, Trinity Brew Garden from 8 to 9.30. Um, it's also a weekly event and many of these big comedy shows have been canceled. So they have a really awesome lineup of some of New England's best comics because they they're, the big shows they were in are canceled. So it's every Friday night for the time being from 8 to 9.30 limited capacity so you're definitely gonna to want to plan in advance and get there a little bit early because i think they said it's limited to 70 so um but it's it's again a unique you know like find the the silver lining it's a unique opportunity to see some comedians that you otherwise may not get the chance to see uh the vfw 5392 in tiverton is hosting their annual clam boil dinner on july 25th which is your traditional like summer rhode island meal um it's from four to seven and they'll also be offering curbside pickup if you, you know, stay from mm -hmm. four to six, but the dinner itself is five to seven and it's a clam boil with chowder and clam cakes. Um, so just again, a great summer 
evening and you know support your VFWs. Food truck nights, virtual concerts are at Diamond Hill State Park on five to eight on Thursdays. And the group, there's an awesome group of food trucks. It's on the website. I, I don't have them all on top of my head, but they'll again be like space safe distances. And then they're doing a really cool thing where they're streaming um, Facebook live music. So there'll be a, a live musician um, from a secret location uh, streaming live music. So you can have live music. You can sit outside, enjoy delicious food trucks and um, yeah, enjoy just a nice place to be outside. And last but not least, we're going back again to Ms. Kamamukit, um, an evening with Peter Noon on Sunday, July 26th. Um, he's the lead singer from Herman's Hermits from 8.30 to 11.30. It's at the Ms. Kamamukit Drive-In. It's his only um, summer 2020 appearance, so it's a rain or shine event. There's VIP seating in the front where you can actually be seated outside of your car and there'll be a stage, but then behind the stage, kind of like your typical concert setup anyway, will be the big screen. So if you're in your car, you're still able to see and hear and enjoy everything. And if you get your tickets early, you can choose to be up front and outside of your car. So um, again, that's just, you know, another way to get out and have some summer fun in Rhode Island because it's the best place to be in the summer, especially. Agreed. And there's tons of it on riblogger.com. She's got dozens and dozens of events and check it out for local farmers markets and uh, different restaurants and things to do. You might not have even known we're happening here in Rhode Island. And if you're a business, you can also promote on riblogger.com. It's a good time to do so and get in front of all these people traveling here in Rhode Island. Jennifer, thanks for being here with us on the Spirit of Team Real Estate Show. We look forward to hearing from you next week. Enjoy. Thanks. Okay. Have a great week. You're welcome. You too, Jennifer. Thank you. What a wonderful show today. We appreciate you so much for being here. Again, I'm Emilio Desperado, 401-217-2333. 217-2333. Let me know how I can help you with your real estate needs, buying, selling, just need advice, whatever it is, call me. Happy to help you. Let me know how the show is. Any kind of feedback at all. We love it. Questions, happy to help. 401-217-2333. I'd like to thank Jack, our producer, Bill, our station manager, Matt Bates with Movement Mortgage and his entire team down there. Also like to thank the Desperado team as well as uh, uh, Peter George, Public Speaking, Ted Tapuzis, Tapuzis and Associates, and Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com and all of our under, other wonderful sponsors. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. God bless you. Take care. And we'll see you next week here on the Desperado Team Real Estate Show.